lady, we are here. We are ready to go. Thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio. Glad to be with you every weekday and sharing the Word of God with you. Got a good topic today. It's a little technical, but you know what? We need to learn as much as we can about God's Word. It's only going to help us. We're going to take a look at the order of events under the divine authority. He said what? The order of events under the divine authority. What's that called? Dispensations. That's what that word means. Dispensations. It's like it's God dealing with man during certain periods of human history. Now this is part of our theology series. And uh, theology is important. You know why? To study a God. The more you know God, the more you trust God, the more you love God, and the more you want Him to be in your life. So that's why we do all we can to understand who God is. Now, some people break down dispensations into uh, more than what I have. Today I have seven. Some people break them down into more, and some generalize them and break them down into less. So it doesn't really matter, but I think seven's a good number to understand these dispensations and how God works with mankind during certain aspects of human history. That's what this is all about, okay? So we're going to take them one by one. Dispensation number one, the age of innocence. And that one had to do with Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, okay? And we pick it up in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you. So in the first dispensation, the age of innocence, Adam and Eve were on a vegetarian diet. Why? Because animals weren't for eating. It was the age of innocence. And God gave them a fivefold command. Number one, replenish the earth. That's with, with children. Go have kids. Start a family. Number two, subdue the earth. That means to manage it. You know, we're to be good stewards of the earth. We shouldn't be polluting the rivers and the oceans. We shouldn't be destroying nature. You know, greed, corporations, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And we have been removed from our responsibility to manage the earth. Thirdly, the third command, have dominion over the animals. And once again, it simply means that we're above them. We're above the animal world, but we still treat them right. You know, we're not cruel to animals. Some people are very cruel to animals. What people do to animals, I'd like to see. <laughs> Never mind. I'll do it to them. And I'm not saying 
what they do to prepare them for food, but just the cruelty that animals receive. Fourth command, take care of the garden. Get out there and make things grow. And then fifthly, he said, abstain from the tree in the middle of the garden. That's my tree. You can have all the other trees. Stay away from that tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Failure to do so would bring physical death and separation from God. So that was the age of innocence. Everything was hunky-dory in the Garden of Eden. It was beautiful. The second dispensation is the age of conscience. Oh, where'd that come from? That was introduced by the fall. See, Adam and Eve did not obey the command to abstain from the tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they introduced the fall. And we see that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. They fell into sin and everything changed. (laughs) Everything changed. You know what happened? They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. They ran into the woods. They were hiding from Jesus. Why? Because they discovered that they were naked. They were naked before, but it didn't bother them. But now that they were, because they fell into sin, it bothered them. So Adam and Eve hid themselves from the Lord because they had developed a guilty conscience from their sin. This is the age of conscience. Okay? Before this age, didn't need it. Everything was innocent. But now because sin came into the world, it awakened their conscience. And God pronounced upon them fivefold judgment. Number one, a curse on the serpent. The serpent would no longer walk upright. He'd crawl on his belly. Number two, to Eve, there would be pain in childbearing. Number three, nature would be cursed. Thorns and thistles would it produce. Number four, difficult working conditions for the man by the sweat of his brow. He'll have to scratch out a living. And then number five, the judgment on Satan, the defeat of Satan. So here come the judgments. Genesis 3.14, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you've done this, you deceive the woman. Cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go. See, he didn't crawl on his belly. The serpent wasn't a snake before the fall. He became one after the fall. And he said, dust you will eat all the days of your life. And then he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. What is enmity? It's strife, warfare. And between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise you on the head, and you will bruise him on the heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly, wow, greatly multiply your pain and childbirth. You know, if it wasn't for the fall, women would have babies, and it would be painless. Have another one. (laughs) But now because of the fall, it's painful. In pain you will bring forth children. And yet, your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you've listened to the voice of your wife 
and you have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from that tree. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. And by the sweat of your face you'll eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. See, man wasn't going to die. But because he fell into sin, he has to die. So that's the age of the conscience. Then we have the third age, or the third dispensation. And this one's called the age of human government. And this took place after the great flood. There are seven aspects of this dispensation. Here they are. Number one, God will not curse the earth again. That's good news. Noah and his family are to replenish the earth because God brought the flood, wiped out all of humanity except for Noah and his family. So they were going to now do what Adam and Eve were to do, replenish the earth. But the animal world will now fear man. And you notice animals fear you. When birds see you, they fly away. Meat is now on the menu. Okay? Number five, capital punishment will be established in this dispensation because we have government. And God promises he'll never destroy the earth again with water, and he gives a sign of the rainbow. So here's where it all took place in Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. The flood was over. Noah and his family came out of the ark. God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And they did, and that's why they had to bring in government. And he said, The fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the sky, with everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are given. Every moving thing that is alive shall be food for you. Wow. That's quite an extension of the menu. (laughs) It says, I give to you as I gave the green plant. So you can eat anything you want, Noah. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life. That is, its blood. Don't eat the blood. He said, surely, I will require your life blood from every piece, every beast. I will require it, require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of a man. What's he doing? He's going to introduce capital punishment. Now, in order to carry out capital punishment, you have to have a government. And that's why the third dispensation is the age of the government. God is bringing in the law. Not the Mosaic law, but the moral law to live by. In verse 6, here's what he said. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. So if a man kills a man, if he murders him, his life is given in exchange. Why? For in the image of God, He made him. See, we are made in God's image. And that places a very high value on every human being. 
Verse 13, he gives the promise of never destroying the earth again with water. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. So Noah's family comes out of the ark. God establishes these rules and these regulations. But Noah's descendants, oh, they did not leave the area. What did God say? Be fruitful, replenish the earth. But they all stuck around in the same neighborhood. And they didn't leave the area. And they didn't fill the earth. They settled locally in the land of Shinar. And they built a tower that would reach up to heaven. So what did God do? God scattered them because he wanted the earth filled with people. So God scattered them. How did he do that? By introducing the different languages. And because people couldn't understand each other, they separated from each other. And they went to their own regions because God wanted the earth filled with mankind. So that's the age or the dispensation of the government. So what do we have? The age of innocence, the age of conscience because of the fall, now the age of government. Fourthly, we have the dispensation of promise. This one begins with Abraham. The basic promise was called the Abrahamic covenant. And this is where God and Abraham had this conversation. Okay? And there are six key points of the covenant. Number one, from Abraham would come a great nation. Number two, God would make Abraham's name great. Number three, God would bless those that bless his descendants and curse those that curse them. Now we're talking about what? Israel. That's why the United States has always been an ally to Israel. And I believe God has blessed the United States. But I'll tell you something. You put a president in there that turns his back on Israel, look out. We're in a heap of trouble. Oh, yeah. Although the church is now God's vessel for evangelizing the world, Israel still has a place close to the heart of God. They still do, even though they're blinded and the veil is over them and they don't see Christ. God is not done with Israel. Okay? Fourthly, in Abraham, all the families of the earth would be blessed through Jesus Christ. That's because God gave Abraham a promise. Abraham received a promise from God saying that your, your descendants will be like the stars of the sky. What's he talking about? Believers. Now he's not talking about Israel. He's talking about believers. Fifthly, the sign of the covenant, circumcision. Now, this particular covenant was confined to Israel. Okay? So, let's go back and see this conversation in Genesis chapter 12 between God and Abraham. I pick it up in verse 2. God said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And so, you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, Abraham, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. See, Abraham was an example of belief 
or faith for salvation. Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham was the first man to step out in faith, and God honored that faith. So that's why we call Abraham the father of our faith. He became righteous not through works, not through keeping the law, but through faith. And we do the same thing now. We become righteous through faith. So the Abrahamic covenant falls to us as well. It's a covenant of faith. It's a promise to believers, those that believe the promises of God, those that believe in Christ will be saved. Okay. The fifth dispensation, the law. Now that Israel is becoming a nation, they need a set of standards to live by. And the law not only preserved their society, but it separated them from other nations that didn't have the same type of restrictions. Okay? The Mosaic law not only preserved their society, but it pointed them to Christ. So the dispensation of the law, it begins with the Exodus when they came out of Egypt. The age of the law lasted about 1,500 years, and then it led up to the sacrifice of Christ. Once Christ came and ascended into heaven, the dispensation of the law ended. Five aspects of this dispensation. Are you still with me? Stay with me. These these things are good to know. Okay? Five aspects of this dispensation. Number one, God deals specifically with the nation of Israel. See, no other nation had the Mosaic law. Only Israel did. Secondly, temple worship directed was directed by the priests. So God instituted a priesthood. And they were, they were responsible for leading the people in worship. And God organized and created the temple. Thirdly, we have the giving of the Ten Commandments. These ten statutes that God gave to what? Preserve a nation, preserve a society, preserve a family, to prosper the people. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. I did a message one time. What's wrong with the Ten Commandments? (laughs) Nothing. That's what's wrong with them. Nothing. Number four, God would speak through the prophets. He would have people that he would speak to, and the prophets would speak to the people of Israel. Then number five, in this particular dispensation, well, the people became disobedient, and they were denied much of the land that God promised them, and they ended up being subject to bondage to other nations. Oh, the history of Israel, it was an up-and-down history. When they were obedient through good kings, God prospered them. And when they were disobedient through bad kings, they were disciplined, they were exiled, they were taken into bondage. So we have this account in Exodus 19, verse 6, where God told Moses to tell the people. He said, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That means set apart from all the other nations. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. What was the problem? Many times they weren't set apart. They became like 
the other nations. And God's like, no, man, that's no good. I don't want that. And he introduced animal sacrifice. But what did that do? Pointed to the atoning work of Christ when he came. Then the next dispensation, the the dispensation of grace. Oh, that's where we are right now. We are living in the dispensation of grace. It's called the church age. Jesus spoke of a new covenant. In Luke 22, verse 20, in referencing his shed blood at the Last Supper, the Bible says, in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This covenant makes Christ the mediator between man and God, no longer an animal or a human priest. That Christ now had become the fulfiller of the law. See, the law pointed to Christ. That dispensation, the Mosaic law, pointed to Christ. And once Christ came, the Mosaic law has been fulfilled. So the animal sacrifices are no longer needed because we have the once and for all sacrifice, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 5.17, Jesus said, Do not think I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I didn't come to abolish, but to fulfill. I came to satisfy what they pointed to. For 1,500 years, they pointed to me. And now I'm here. It's like having a sign that leads you to New York. You follow the signs. But once you get to New York, you don't need the signs anymore. You're there. And all of the Old Testament rituals and the rites pointed to Christ. And once Christ came, we don't need those anymore. The age of grace occurs between the 69th and 70th week of Daniel. We're in that time right now. Okay? So, what's our responsibility in the age of grace and the church age? As Jesus said in John 3.14, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. That's the age we're living in. It's the age of grace. Salvation comes through faith, faith in Christ. Salvation is provided by another. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have the reception of spiritual gifts. We have become the bride of Christ. Then there's one more dispensation to come. This one is called the Millennial Kingdom. It's the 1,000-year reign of Christ. And this dispensation fulfills the Jewish prophecy of God's coming kingdom. See, they rejected Christ when he came because he didn't bring the kingdom as they thought that he should. He didn't come to bring, at that point, a natural kingdom. He came to die for the sins of the world, setting it up so he could bring later his own kingdom. So the millennial reign follows the Great Tribulation. It begins only with believers. It lasts for a thousand years. Christ rules the earth. The curse is reversed. All nature, animals are domesticated. It's a beautiful thing. The wolf will lie down with the lamb. 
Yet, with Christ on the throne and a perfect world, some people will grow up and become unbelievers. I'm like, what? How do they do that? People will still be unbelievers. And the tribulation of the kingdom ends with the battle of Armageddon. Where all believers are removed once and for all. And then the finality of that is the great white throne judgments. So we see the dispensations. And when I look at these seven dispensations, I see the dispensations as God, he's at war with Satan to restore mankind back to God's original intention for him. And that's why it's important to know the dispensations because that's how we understand the working of God. God worked differently in each age, right? We don't, we don't offer sacrifices anymore because we're in the church age. But in the Mosaic law dispensation, they offered sacrifices. In the age of innocence, they ran around naked. But in the age of conscience, we wear clothes. In the millennial kingdom, we can have pet alligators and pet lions and pet cobras because they'll all be tamed. It'll be a perfect world. People will have babies. The believers will come out of the tribulation and they'll still have families. But some of those kids, a lot of them, will grow up as unbelievers, even with Jesus ruling on the earth. That's a mystery to me. Wow. But So what do we do? We focus on the, on the church age. And what is our responsibility? The Great Commission. That's the dispensation that we live in. The Great Commission. Spreading the good news of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because it's through grace that we're saved. Not of works that no one would boast. This is the greatest time to be alive. And you have been blessed with this time. So we, what do we do? We make best use of the time that God has given to us. Oh, that's what we want to do, isn't it? Yes, it is. And another way to make best use of the time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every time we're on the radio, you'll get a notification. And you can catch us live. Go to newhopecc.tv, click media, click New Hope Radio, hit the icon, hit subscribe, and boom, you're in. There you are. Here's a message you need to hear a couple of times because it can be very technical. So go to newhopecc.tv, scroll down, it's a podcast. The Hope Club Podcast. It's there for your growth, hopefully for your enjoyment. So we want to bless you and thank you for being part of New Hope Radio. I will see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.